What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. Back in the kitchen, I'm whipping it up. Um, I'm flying solo today. I really didn't plan on doing this episode, um, but I've been asked by a number of folks, number of listeners, they've been wanting me to give my opinion, give my spiel on what I think about surviving R. Kelly. Um, honestly, I, I already did an episode earlier this week on Monday, the Monday after um, everything came out on a, uh, on another podcast. Um, that episode may or may not be released. Um, it's really not up to me, so I don't know the timeline on that. Uh, it was supposed to be released this week, but it hasn't been. Uh, I was I didn't want to do an episode on socks and sandals be, just because I had already kind of talked about it on that one and I thought that would take care of it. Um, but you know I keep getting asked and I really honestly I really could could care less about the situation I've been over R Kelly, but I'll speak to it because at this point. Like I said, I've been over R. Kelly. It's not even about R. Kelly so much. It's what's going on right now is way heavier. So let's get to it. First, I'll start with what I think about R. Kelly. Or I'll, I'll start out with how I relate to R. Kelly. I, I relate to R. Kelly the way that R. Kelly relates to me. All right. So first things first, I'm 33 years old. When R. Kelly came out in the 90s, I didn't listen to him because I was super young. Um, I consumed music through my siblings. So my brother listened to hip hop, listened to a lot of rap. So when I listened to my brother's music, that was Tribe Called Quest. It was Wu-Tang, Method Man, Mob Deep. Biggie. Uh, so when it came to hip hop, that's all I knew as a child. When it came to my sisters, they played a lot of R&B. Uh, they played a lot of Bone Thugs. Or what did they play? Well, everybody was listening to Bone Thugs back in the day. Uh, Tupac. You know, uh, that. so that's, that's what I listened to in the 90s as a kid. No one in my house was playing R. Kelly. So... I didn't listen to his music, so I don't have a, a deep rooted relationship with his music. I've heard of the songs, of course, like everybody has. You just hear R. Kelly in passing. You watch TV, you listen to the radio, it's R. Kelly songs, whatever. So um, as a child, that's my relationship to R. Kelly and his music. Uh, and then getting older, you know, in, in my household, I didn't have cable. We didn't have cable until I was in high school. So I barely seen any videos, but when I did start watching videos, yo, he was on BET a lot. He was on MTV. So that was the R. Kelly that I consumed uh, as an adult. Oh, and that, you know, you go to parties, you go to school dances, uh, you go to the club. Once you get in, you know, late high school, college, whatever. That's when I heard R. Kelly as an adult, never bought an album, never streamed his music. Uh, never saved any of his playlists created by any like I I don't listen to R. Kelly like that. Um 
and and to be honest uh as a it's it's whack because i'm black and my rhythm is lacking right so i've never stepped in the name of love to be honest and i'm and i'm not saying this as to basically what i'm saying is like my my relationship to his music i don't i really don't care about i've never cared about r kelly um now let's go back have i ever seen the sex tape of him peeing on that girl no do i know that it happened yes did i think it was gross back then yes did i think it was weird that he didn't get charged Yes, because everybody knew it. Did I pay attention to the case? No, I didn't pay attention to the case. But what I did pay attention to was BET and MTV. And I remember him and uh, Jay-Z making a song, Jigga Kelly, Not Guilty. And that song was hard. And I listened to the song. Was I thinking about the implications of him not being guilty with the girl and how gross that was? No, I was a kid. I was a teenager. I was just watching videos and I thought the, I thought the beat was dope and the, the song was fresh because it was. Uh, so that's that's what it was, man. But throughout this whole time, people knew that R. Kelly was sick. I knew that he was gross. Like, yo, he peed on a girl and I didn't watch it. Like, it's not that people didn't have access to it, but it's like, yo, I don't I know that some images some things you just can't unsee. I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't want to see him peeing on a girl. Like, I don't want to witness that. Like, I, you know, not to say that I haven't watched some nasty things in my life, to be honest. But it's like, yo, I, I don't want to see that from that guy. You know, I, I just don't, I don't want to see it. Like, there's nothing appealing about that. So I didn't watch it. Um, and so when it comes to the whole sex slaves, sex dungeon. You know, there was, was it Joycelyn Savage? Her parents, they came out and they made their press run and they were trying to get their daughter back. And when I heard about that, I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like, R. Kelly is sick, you know? But it's like, to me, I was never a fan. So I just didn't think about it because it was just like, all right, he's sick. Like, man, we knew that. We knew that dude was crazy. But man, this dude is really crazy. Like, he's mentally disturbed. He is sick, bro. And, you know, and we all, we knew about Aaliyah. So it was just like, yo, not just me, but I feel like us as a collective, as a people, especially black people, we knew about R. Kelly. The stories had been out. And so I have not watched the Lifetime docuseries. I haven't watched it. All right. Um... For a couple of reasons. For one, I already knew, like, I already knew he was gross. Um, the additional details, you know, of, of course, I've, I've heard a lot. I've talked to a lot of people that have watched it. They've told me a lot of things, you know, about you know peeing in buckets or defecating in buckets or on each. I don't, I don't know, man. But uh, just all that stuff. Yeah, it's gross. Like R. Kelly. I, but the thing is, like, to me is, if I know that he's gross and I know that he, you know, is a pedophile. Like, I, I can't, I can't be surprised. I'm not surprised that he does gross things. He's been gross. If he's been peeing on girls, then who's to say he wouldn't defecate on a girl? Who's to say that he wouldn't, I don't know. Like, 
he's capable of a lot of things because he he's already he been sick since the early 2000s he been married to Leah when she was a teenager like he's been sick so no I, I don't I don't want to I don't like I said some things you can't unsee some things you can't unhear and it's like I don't want my brain to be bombarded with all that. I know that he's gross okay so so that's the one of the reasons why um I didn't watch it the second reason why is at this point in time I don't have cable <laughs> we have sling we got Netflix and we have Hulu in this household I cut you know we, we cut cable a couple months ago because we were paying these cable bills and paying for a DVR and all that type of stuff and like me and my wife don't watch most of these channels anyway um, they, they cost too much my kids definitely don't watch that they watch YouTube uh, and they watch Netflix um, and then sling is like what 35 bucks a month or something like that you know so it's just like and there's no contract so I, so I don't have lifetime at least I don't I don't think I have lifetime I don't, I don't think it's in my package so and then I, I didn't go in over anyone's house to watch it none of that stuff right so that's another reason why I didn't watch it the third reason why I haven't sought to go over anyone's house and watch it or whatever is when it comes to these huge when when the networks get involved you know and it's this huge production because that's what it is it's, it's a production um, about something that was common knowledge to anyone that's been paying attention over the past 20 years to the things that have gone on surrounding R. Kelly. They didn't they didn't introduce too much of anything that was new other than other details of, of what the girl said. Um, but we had already known that he was sick. He was predatory. He was a pedophile. We knew that. We knew that he had girls. You know, he's basically a pimp. He has mind control over women. Um, you know, these these women that adore him and that are basically groupies and they just want to be around him and and they're having the time of their life with him and they're having the, the sex of their life and they're having threesomes and they're doing things that they probably never done with any other man and they're doing it with their favorite singer. You know? And so, yeah, they're they're having the at first it was the time of their life and they realized this dude is really sick. And they didn't think it was going to happen to them. But yeah, guess what? It happened. Some I'm not. And I'm talking about the grown women that chose to quit their jobs or chose to, you know, leave home and, and leave their kids at home and, and go live with this man. Like that's that's what they did. And unfortunately, they got they got sucked into it, too. All right. So um, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, third. Part. Oh, so it's it's a it's a big production. Right. So it's like. I don't want to get caught up in the production. And so I'm letting the production come out. But also what I'm doing is I want to look at both sides, multiple angles of everything that's going on. So I'm watching other interviews, previous interviews prior to the production. So interviews of some of the girls that was on USA Today with Megyn Kelly, interviews of... Um, R. Kelly's ex-wife and we've all now seen Facebook videos <laughs> Facebook live videos from five years ago three years ago two years ago last year 
of R. Kelly's wife. We've seen the energy that she had back then versus what she had for the video. Does that absolve um, or versus what she had for the, the lifetime production? Does that absolve R. Kelly of what he did? No, it doesn't. But we see that the energy was not the same. So that's a red flag. And that's like, yo, what what's really going on here? Right. And so I say all that to say this. What's really what really has me mad and what really has me. I'm like, I'm I'm almost I'm beyond confused. I'm just bewildered. At the excuses that we make for ourselves as a society. And we want to put the blame on. We want to continue to point the finger at this man that we knew was sick. Yeah, he's sick. Yeah, he did the dirt. He did it. But we watched it. We consumed it. We allowed it. We condoned it. But all of a sudden, now he's a problem. Now he needs to be canceled. Just because Lifetime put a docuseries together. Now he's terrible. Now he's trash. Now it's mute R. Kelly. Now is if you listen to his music, you're trash too. Why we why weren't we trash in 2001? Why weren't we trash in 2003? Why weren't we trash in 2010? You see what I'm saying? We are the ones that enabled R. Kelly. Every one of us. If you believe that you could fly at one point in time, if you were reminded of your Jeep at one point in time, if you stepped in the name of love at one point in time, if you laughed at or consumed trapped in the closet and watched the whole series at one point in time and were entertained by it, we are all guilty. Okay, we are all sick. We are all complicit. Every one of us. Nobody, especially in the black community, where where that's our star, that's our guy. Unless you were totally, totally abstained from worldly music and worldly activities. If you weren't on a campaign to cancel R. Kelly or telling people to abstain from R. Kelly, you're complicit. Okay? So what has me disturbed is that everyone wants to point the finger and 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 blame, trying to blame somebody. Oh, the parents are gross. The parents are sick. The parents are to blame. Where where the parents at? Yeah. They're they're to blame. But what about you? What did you do? You consumed it. You watched it. And there's nothing wrong with admitting, yo, I'm the problem as well. I'm a part of the problem. Because we are all a part of the problem. And so if you just now felt like R. Kelly needs to be canceled, needs to be muted. You are a part of the problem. That's a problem. That's highly problematic. 
that it took you this long to come to that conclusion. And now you want to get mad at somebody else. And now you want to put energy towards that. So I'm a part of the problem. You're a part of the problem. And don't forget that. Don't discount that fact. Don't just go on about your daily life if you want to have selective outrage. Don't do it. Internalize that. Dwell on that. And now think about what am I condoning right now that I know is problematic, but it just hasn't been put together in a beautiful docu-series, in a well-planned out, well-thought-out, well-curated docu-series. It shouldn't take this, man. It should not, it should not, things should not go on this long for us to realize what we've been watching. Not even that we, we realize it, but it shouldn't go on this long for us to finally collectively take a stand. There are, and, and not just arc, there's a lot of things that are morally wrong. So that's another thing. Let's let's get into morality. What what place does morality play in this? What place does morality play in in what's predatory and what's wrong in society? In people's ideas and people's actions. Do we really know what's right? Do we really know what's wrong? Can we really have a conversation and point out who was right or who was wrong in whatever situation? What's okay and what's not okay? Because that's what it comes down to. We have to, we have to, as a culture, as a people, as individuals, start deciding what we're gonna allow and what we're not gonna allow. How far are we going to let stuff go? Or, or when are we going to put our foot in the sand, draw our line in the sand and say, yo, no, this stops here. I'm not going to condone this. I'm not going to allow this. I'm not going to support this. But what do we know is right? What do we know? Because if we know that pedophilia is wrong, then why don't we stop it in its tracks when we see it? When Tyga started dating Kylie Jenner, he was 25, I believe. Kylie was 17. We knew that's wrong. We know that the law of the land says that 17 is underage and she's not an adult. Now, that's it. it but it brings another question. But I, I'll deal with it first. I'll deal with one, one thing at a time. So we knew that was wrong. What did we do as a people? There was discussion about it. There was like, oh, Tiger, he ain't right. 
But then Tiger goes on the Breakfast Club and says, well, you know, we're not having sex or nothing like that, man. I, I know that that's statutory rape. We just, you know, we just hanging out. Her mom is there. Ain't nothing happening. And so, hey, oh, well, hey, he's not doing anything. He's just a 25-year-old dating her and prepping her and just waiting until she's 18. And as soon as she's 18, boom, I'm smashing because it's legal. Is that right? We allowed it, didn't we? We sat back and just let it play out. We didn't cancel Tiger. But is that not predatory? So now we ask the question, is predatory wrong or is it right? Is it okay or is it not okay? Is there levels to predatory activity? How much predatory activity do we allow? Do we condone in our society? And for how long are we going to let predatory activity continue? Are we only are we only going to be outraged about predatory activity when it comes to non-white people? But I guess we we allowed it with Kylie. She's white. So, hey, so. All right. So. So we answered that question. Right. So are we are we only going to stand against predatory activity when it's sexual? So then the question is, what's some other predatory activity that goes on in America? That isn't sexual. There's predatory lending, right? So our government, our institutions of higher learning, you want to talk about predatory. That's predatory. The whole school system, we all talk about, man, why in high school I'm learning about stuff that ain't going to affect me in my real life. Why don't they teach me about taxes? Why don't they teach me about compound interest? Why don't they teach me about loans? We're going to continue to let our school systems miseducate our children and prey on our children by allowing them to educate us in a way that does not set us up for success. Are we going to continue to allow that? Now, as I'm going down this rabbit hole, don't think that I'm trying to absolve R. Kelly or dismiss that situation i'm done with that situation that's what i'm trying to tell you i'm done with that we know it's wrong we know it's gross and so i don't want to hear nobody else promoting him or saying it's okay i hope we're at that point i hope we finally got to that point and we're done with it all right so now i'm trying to figure out what else are we going to allow ourselves to do what what else what else is there that's going to happen where our kids 20, 30 years from now, look at, look back at our generation, look at the millennials be like, man, y'all is, y'all was crazy. Y'all was wilding. Like y'all allowed that to happen. Why didn't my parents protect me from this? 
The same way some of those underage girls is like, man, why didn't my mom, why didn't my dad protect me from this, from this dude? And then me as a, as a 33 year old man, like, yo, why didn't the generation before me stop R. Kelly in his tracks? If they knew all the details that I didn't know when I was a kid, why didn't Ebony and Essence and Vibe and The Source and Double XL and whoever was available, why didn't Entertainment Tonight, why, why didn't all these people stop him in his track? Why didn't RCA Records or whoever he was signed to, why didn't they stop this dude in his tracks? If the adults knew better. Right? And so now I'm an adult. Now I have kids. So now I have to watch out for my kids' best interests, and I can allow them to be susceptible to things that I know are predatory. All right, so let's stop. Let's stop being manipulated and controlled. And 20 years later, we, we finally do the right thing. Let's start thinking for ourselves. All right, because that's where I'm at. I'm so tired of us being manipulated and controlled by mass media or social media. And people don't know when to say enough is enough until somebody else tells them. You know, but you just you just following the crowd. You're riding the wave because it's safe. So back to the predatory lending, back to the predatory school system, so-called system. We going to allow our kids. Are we going to still allow our kids to take on debt? We're going to allow the government to give our kids loans and financially enslave our children. Are we go are we still going to do that? You and I were sold that dream. Hey, go to college, get your education. You're going to get a great job. And that job is going to take care of you for the rest of your life, because if you just have a high school diploma, that's worthless. And so my generation was told that we were fed that through media, through everything, through the schools, Yo, go to college. Don't worry. Just get a loan. Just get a loan. You'll be all right. You got to get that job, though, because the loan, you'll be able to pay off the loan. But actually, they, they weren't even talking about it. It's like, get the loan. Go to college, though. You need that degree. You need that. And so what happens, man? Our whole generation, all of us millennials went to school. We come out of school with these government subsidized loans. We didn't know anything about a loan. We didn't know anything about compound interest. But they prayed on us and they told us everything was going to be fun and everything was going to be great and our lives are going to be just fine. Did anybody read their loan paperwork? Did anybody do the math? Did an adult stop them and say, hey, before you take out this loan, I want you to know how this is going to work. I want you to know how your adult life is going to be. I want you to know how long it's going to take to pay this off. Did anybody read anything to you? Did anybody in the financial aid office sit you down and review the paperwork? Did your parents sit you down and review the paperwork? Did anybody give you any implication that if you owe 40, 50, 70, $100,000 in loans, what your monthly payment was going to be and how long it was going to take to pay it off if you make the minimum payment? Did anybody do that? predatory man so beyond the music 
there's so many things and I, I could I could keep going and I don't I don't want to keep going and keep ranting and keep yelling man um, there's so much that we have to wake up and pay attention to and start acting man we gotta stop letting stuff build up stop turning a blind eye and then waiting for some celebrity or waiting for some some quote unquote authority figure to point out to us or dog whistle to us hey this is wrong we gotta stop doing this guys we gotta stop supporting that You know, I mean, how many how many more uh, rappers am I going to support that talk about sex, drugs and murder and murder? Huh? How many more rappers? I mean, how many more times am I going to just sit back and play it and bob my head because the beat is good? How many more times am I going to do that? How many more times are we just going to elevate the female rapper that is the most sexual? Not the best rapper, but the most sexual. Because that's what it's all about. Who's the prettiest? Who's the sexiest? And who can talk that talk? And be the nastiest. Let's let's be honest. Let's be honest with ourselves, man. Yes, Cardi B has a great personality. Yes, Nikki is very entertaining. There's no doubt about that. But let's be honest with ourselves, man. I'm not I'm not trying to judge. This is not judgment. This is just being honest. It's about truth. We as black people, man, we got to start dealing with truth. We got to stop being so defensive and so weak when it comes to our own people and our own culture. We can't wait for white America to wake us up to start doing the right thing. Be honest with yourself and do the right thing right now. Our culture is predicated on our music. And if we be honest with ourselves. A majority of the lyrics of the most popular artists in the black community, the lyrics are trash. We know that. We know that people still talking about selling dope in 2019. We know niggas is still talking about shooting people, each other in 2019. We know that. We know that we're still in our music praising and applauding strippers and that life. We know that men are doing that. Men are being like that. We know that women are glorifying being a side chick or stealing another girl's man. We know that women are glorifying their butt being bigger than somebody else's. And men are encouraging them 
to get a fake butt. We know that. We know that it. We know this trash. We know that it's trash. Don't act like you don't know that that's wrong. Because you're lying to yourself. Just because it's socially acceptable does not make it right. So that's why I say what, we have to know what's right, right, and what's wrong, wrong. And stop playing yourself, man. When it comes to the best female rapper, who, what two names are in that conversation? Who are the top two female rappers battling for the throne? You answer the question. Okay? You know who I'm talking about. I already said it. Cardi B and Nicki. Who is the best female rapper in the game right now? For real, for real. In that, in the female rapper category, who's the best female rapper in the game? Rhapsody. And it's not even close. She is the best female rapper in the game, and it's not even close. But she's not in that conversation. You know why? Because she's not overly sexual. And that's our fault, that she's not in that conversation. She has substance to her music. She really has skills. But she's not in that conversation. Why? Because we haven't elevated her. Why? Because we're sick. We're the problem. And then, but it always becomes a finger pointing thing like, oh, patriarchy. Oh, colorism. Oh, white supremacy. Okay, all that stuff exists. But if you condone it, if you participate in it, you don't do anything about it, you're complicit. I am complicit. If I sit back and watch, I'm complicit. If I don't promote, if I don't elevate, if I don't amplify the voices of those who are really doing good things and good work in the world. And I just continue to cycle through all the trash that everybody else is cycling through and call entertainment. I'm complicit. Stop trying to point the finger at somebody else and some other group just to make yourself feel better. You should feel like trash, too. I know I do. And that's not on no self-loathing. That's just, man, taking responsibility. That's what it comes down to, man. I'm a husband and I'm a father. I have to take responsibility for those that are in my life. I have to love my wife like Christ loved the church. I have to raise my kids and train them up in the way that they should go. That's my responsibility. It's not okay to run from that. It's not okay to minimize that. It's not okay. I have to do it. And there's no excuses. I am not mentally unstable. I know what's right, I know what's wrong, and I have to put my best foot forward to do what I need to do. And we should all look at our lives that way. I'm not trying to judge, I'm not trying to chastise y'all, 
But I just want to shake us all up collectively and have us thinking independently to go in the right direction. Because we know in our heart of hearts, we know what's right and we know what's wrong, but we just condone whatever's going on because it's a lot of work to go against the grain. And it's lonely. But we got to get over that being lonely and we just got to do what's right. For the next generation, because our generation is going to look back at us and they're going to be like, man, y'all music was trash. I can't believe y'all glorified that. Y'all celebrities was trash. You guys watch that on TV? Every every week? All they did was fight and argue. Those are your favorite people to watch? This is who we have to look up to? These are whose footsteps we're going to follow in? I'm not following in those footsteps. Why why wouldn't you guys give us better role models? Why wouldn't you guys support better artists out here? Why why is this at the top? The Kardashians were the biggest stars of your time? You guys watch that? They got famous for Kim Kardashian's sex tape and her mom encouraging her to put out that sex tape. They got they got famous off of amateur porn. That was the, the foundation of their fame. And then they continue to be famous for having great plastic surgery and and fake butts and getting their face sculpted. That's why they were famous. That's so superficial. You guys were entertained by that? God, you guys are... What's, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't understand. Oh, they just... They had sex with rappers and athletes. So that's... You guys praised them because of that? Man, y'all y'all generation was... Y'all millennials. I'm glad I ain't grow up in you guys' generation. Do you want your kids, nieces and nephews, to talk about us like that? <laughs> Is that what y'all want, man? Because that's what's about to happen if we don't change what we're doing. Before someone else forces us to change. You understand what I'm saying? That's it, y'all. I'm done fussing. I'm done fussing, man. Appreciate y'all for listening. If you would like to continue the conversation, you have any questions, comments, I am welcome to all dialogue. Socks and Sandals is all about unapologetic expression. It's all about elevating the people. We all learn from questions. Questions will lead us. Questions will guide us. If you still think the same thing that you thought 
a year ago, two years ago, that means you're not asking questions. There's nothing wrong with changing your mind and changing your position as long as you're following truth and logic. Appreciate y'all for listening. Grace and peace.